Hello, everybody. What's happening? The final recap of the final drilling down on the final season nine. Hello, hello, hello. We'll wait for people to come in. Let me see here. Okay, let me go to comments. Alrighty. There we come. Here we come. And of course, doing her final synopsis and final recap of the last drilling down is our fabulous synopsis professional judy from canada hello judy hello john and thank you very much i appreciate that hi everybody good to be here as usual i think we have lots to talk about tonight hello caroline ashley deborah winston bc's in the house hello annette from sweden Judy rocks. Hello, Linda. Hello, Cindy. You're right on the ball tonight, Cindy. There's Becky. As the gang starts coming in with that crazy delay, Judy, all of a sudden everybody shows up because it catches up, you know, the interwebs, you know? Yeah, it does. I know I got it really quick tonight, too, and I don't usually have it that quick. So <laughs> Yeah, it's like all of a sudden, nobody's there. Then all of a sudden, boom, 30 people. Ping! I says, oh, my lordy 40. <laughs> and that's good, though, right? Holy mooyan! <laughs> well, guys, we had a great drilling down yesterday. It really... uh like Judy says, show the direction of what the fellowship is going towards. Hello, Kathy, the Hawk and Claire. It really showed what direction they're going to make. Well, like I was telling Judy pre-show, I think season 10 is going to be the indicator. What do you think out there? I think season 10 will be an indicator. Um, because they're weighing heavy on a spot that the Muyan will show a promising position. But right now their position takes between six and seven months to find. So if they're doing the money pit now in a little other area, that takes six months, Judy. So I don't know how they're going to really uh, season that out when it takes so long for all that information to go to BC. You know what I mean? Hi, Jan. Yeah, I agree, John. Now, they might have the answer to the ones that uh, they put down uh, last fall, uh, but um, that that's about all they'll have this coming year, I think. So what do you guys think out there? You know what I'm saying, right, Judy? Yes, I do. It's, it's not information they can get within three weeks, and then the editors and the and the production company gets it for us to see. This information takes six or seven months to decipher. So 
Who knows? Hello, Jazz Dia. How are you? So we'll talk about that tonight. Hello, Stu. Ashley's in the house. I want to thank for the whole season here again. This is the official end right here of season nine with the drilling down. For your support throughout the year. I'm going to mention the names and even the uh, the knights who contribute. And um, I appreciate every penny that you guys send us because things break down. And this is where I try to get the funds for to keep the chat and keep the chat to keep the show going. Here we go. I want to thank Barbara, Jerry, BC, Joe, Sarah, David, Orville, Starlene, Dud, Caroline, Carl, Virginia, Jerry, Buffy, Luke, Mark, Scott, Jeff, Curtis, Jenna, Kelly, Becky, Josh, Mark, Debbie, Tammy, Sandollar, Todd, Roxy, Michelle, Dana, Sydney, Jazz, D, and Wayne for all your support throughout the year. You've been with me for months now. It shows me when you joined and how many months you have. I try to give out gifts, free gifts for people who've been on uh, for 12 months, but not at the $2.99 a month level, but at the higher levels. I try to give any kind of free merchandise I have to people that's been with me for 12 months. I also thank Judy for out the year uh, supporting me and helping me with these podcasts. And I have her live. Judy. I never miss a podcast without telling how much I appreciate you and your help, except if I have a guest on. But this is the one that you guys get a lot of appreciation from me and my members. Judy, I thank you for what you do. Thank you, John. And I I appreciate that. I thank you for giving me this opportunity. Uh, it's certainly been a lifesaver for me, and I'm, I'm just so thankful for it. Well, and I also thank... Daniel, the historian for Questpino, for filling my brain all year long till it's ready to explode. I don't know where this guy gets all this information from, but I've learned so much on a weekly basis from Daniel Spino, I can't even put it into words, Judy. And if he's educating me, He's educating 71,000 people that are reading his post. Don't you agree? I agree 100%. He certainly has me, too. And the great part is <clears throat> I can always go back and reread it, and I like that. Right. So, Daniel, I thank you so much. I appreciate you a 1,000%, and I'm glad you're with the family of Quest. I also want to thank my moderators. I'm going to give Tammy another text to see if she's okay. I haven't heard from her. So I want to thank my moderators of Tammy, Judy, Daniel, Starling, Michelle, Kathy, BC, and Diana. Once we get the Templar side going, if we get some Templar information going on the Templar side, we'll uh, have them on that side uh, to help out. And to our lifetime contributor, we always miss Chris Dona. Our call-in number is 1-323-813-4135. When you see it scrolling, put it in the chat, and uh, we'll see it, and Julia will get off, and you can come right on. 
I want to thank all my main members from the Quest of Oak Island Facebook group. I want to thank my YouTube channel, which we're getting there. We're only about 2,800 subscribers out of 71,000. It's free to hit the subscribe button. It's free to hit that like button. I just can't get that going for some reason, Judy, but it is what it is. And also my Twitter, uh, that's pretty good. We had about 67 views on the last Twitter, on the last recap, Judy. That was a record for there. Wow, great. Good. Good to hear. I also want to thank all our Anchor audio, audio podcasts around the world, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora. I think we're coming in close to 13,000 plays. So they're listening wow. to us more. So maybe towards the better weather, they're listening to us more. I don't know. Yes, Professor, I couldn't say it better. We're in it together until the end. We got it. And we'll just move on from the end into new adventures because I'm pretty sure I'm going to say my people, our, our group will follow us as long as we give them good content, honest opinions, and a straight one-on-one. Don't you think, Judy? I think so for sure. And I think we all need each other, John, and I think that's important. So, yeah, we're going to keep going forward. Yep. Hello, Gloria. What's Jan saying here? Let me put her on here. I'll see here. My internet's a little slow or something's going on here. So, do you think they started decoding the infram from the Muyan as soon as it started coming through? And just keep decoding it as it comes so maybe they can give part of the readings and update us. I was going to ask, but I was afraid to ask. That little bit we had that they gave us a little shot of the Muyan. I think that was from the money pit, but I'm afraid to ask. You know what I mean, Jen? <laughs> yeah, I get you, John. Yeah, you don't want to get any trouble, right? <laughs> it's, it's like, no, that was just a sample. And I'll say, oh, then my draw job. Draw. Right. Jaw will drop. You know what I mean? Right. I got it. Yeah, I'm not sure either which it was. Well, it's going to take a while to decode. I'm talking about this picture right here, uh, Gene. When they showed us this picture. Oh, right, right. Hopefully if it was the first data coming through, I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure they wouldn't show this if it was for some other non-Oak Island project. You know, Judy? Yeah, I would hope so, John. I'm not. I'm not absolutely sure, but uh, I would. I would hope they wouldn't. Yep. And that looks interesting. Yep. Hello, Jacqueline. How are you? So I'm saying we're going by this. That as the information goes from the money pit to their headquarters at BC, it's a continuous flow of information. So I'm pretty sure if they find something that's closer, what did they say? A 300 foot range or a 200 foot range? If they find something that's a target that's a lot closer, that the information came in earlier, that would give them an early target, Steve will put the GPS on that, and they'll go right after it. You know what I mean, Judy? Oh, yeah, John, and that sounds good. And I'm willing to bet you that it, it'll work that way when they uh, got started uh, last uh, last October. Yeah, so I'm thinking like them. Well, if they want a tunnel, if they have a target, but don't forget, guys, 
What about if they don't have a target? What about if the Muyan does not show a promising site? Where do we go from there? You know what I mean? Right. Big question, John. So we gotta we gotta think of both ways. Because you don't know what it's gonna show. It might not show anything for them to go through the tunneling system. So uh, I don't know. I'm just up in the air. I'm just hoping it'll show something. But if it shows a pile of silver or a pile of gold, boom, they're going to be right on it. But if it doesn't show anything, I hope they would come out to us and tell us, I think they will, of their information of not doing a season nine or they're doing a season nine. It all depends on the info. You know what I mean? They can't do a whole year season without content, you know? Right, exactly, John. What I liked about last night's show was I noticed that um, the, the testers and the Laginas seemed really hopeful again, and that made me feel hopeful for this year. But don't forget, they're hopeful on every hammer grab. They're hopeful on every case on, just as we are. So it's just in their blood to be hopeful on the new technology. I'm not a downer. I'm a positive person, but you got the same drive and positivity on a hammer grab as you do with the new technology that the Muyan will show, and they got to know it might not show. You know, Judy? Yes, you're right. I agree. And Jan, how long is this Muyan going to keep running? I think you dig in an area as the Muyan. Yeah, um, I guess we're getting hit with those raises. I'm talking to you guys right now from my studio, and that's not going to interrupt uh, any digging. It just shows you the target because this thing's going on for six or seven months straight. It's on underneath. So it was on when they were doing the caissons, I would think, right? Yeah, it looked like it, John. It seemed when they put the uh, muon down, that it was the trees were still green. Right. So when they put in the five caissons, they had the muon running in the money pit. They had five drill holes running. So obviously it was running during the caisson, uh, the caissons. And um, but again, it, it couldn't show any information because now we're getting bits and pieces now, Jan. Does that make sense? So, hello, Kurt. How are you? Yeah, Winston. Billy's truckload of silver. Better show up someplace. <laughs> Holy Muyan! So that's why I'm saying season 10 has to be a, a telltale. What I mean by that is a turning point like the cross was. If they didn't find the lead cross in Smith's Cove, like I've said Many podcasts ago, where will we be, Judy? Yes, John, you're exactly right. Um, I think, though, it's going to be a long summer, isn't it? <laughs> yep, and also, they tied in the cross with the Templars as they went to France. Now, they did it again, tying in the Stone Road, the uh, Mason Marks on the... Uh, 40-foot stone, 90-foot stone, they tied it in with Portugal with the Templars. So there it is with all the Templars to give us the hook and to go 
and see which way they're going. Because they gave us what? The Portuguese, the French, the British. And Jack's all bent on, you know, it's the Templars. It's the Templars. So I'm with Jack. <laughs> yep. Hello, Jeff. How are you? But uh, I thought it was a good show. It summed up most of the whole year. And uh, we'll see about next year. There's no official word on season 10. It all depends what the Muyan finds. Um, they still can dig on lot eight. They're waiting for a permit on that. So, yep, build that big old rubber boot. Yep, Winston, every time I say holy Muyan, you got to take a shot of whiskey on our last season nine drilling down show. I'm glad they gave us uh, the show tonight. And the show last week extended us out about two weeks. You know what I mean, Julie? Yeah, it was really nice, John, that it ended up like that. And both shows, we got lots of info. Yep, they came on strong at the end. You know, on the last couple of episodes, yeah. Yeah, I can't help but wonder if when they did that last show last that was on last night, if maybe they had some of the uh, info from the Muon. And it very well could have been. Yeah, but it was in the wintertime they did it. Yeah, but I I thought they started in... Um, they put it down early in the in the year that they were working before the caissons went down. Or say they, I could be wrong. Say they did it in July, right? Mm-hmm, right. August, September, October, November, December, January. February would be se- uh, seven months. Oh, okay. Maddie was right. in uh, Michigan with snow. So they had to be, you know, March, December. I'm just speculating. I don't, I'm not sure. You know what I mean? Right. Gotcha. And if they had anything, they're not going to tell us then because they're trying to save it for either a season 10 if they got enough content or not. They're not going to spill any beans on that. You know what I mean? Oh, they aren't for sure. <laughs> There's a the professor. Then we'll get into Judy. She's got to get her glass of wine or a cup of coffee and a bottle of water for this synopsis for tonight. So get ready, Judy. All righty, John. The professor, keep in mind that once the Oak Island mystery is solved, you're actually solving three mysteries. Number one, Oak Island. Number two, Shakespeare, authorship. And three, Templars in America. Yep. Then eliminating the pirates. (laughs) Right? Yeah, there's a lot there. Can't forget the pirates. (laughs) all right let me bring up judy's uh picture okay judy your picture's up for the world to see for the last recap of the ultimate answers it's all yours thank you very much judy Thank you, John. And it was Tuesday, May 17th, drilling down the ultimate answers. Rick, Marty, Craig, Alex, Jack, and Maddie are again gathered around the table in Marty's office in Traverse City, Michigan, which they have dubbed the War Room West. 
Maddie has brought the guys together to find out their thoughts on the questions, who, what, where, when, how. He wants to hear where they stand after nine seasons of hunting. Let's look at their answers one question at a time. And the first one, who? Who buried the treasure on Oak Island? The guys believe many of their finds point to both the British and the French. In 2016, Doug found a page of a log from a French ship. It takes place during the time the French were trying to take back Acadia and describes a vast treasure and secret tunnels, starting from the shore of Smith's Cove. In 2016, the team found signs of a British encampment and British coins from the 1700s. In 2019, they discovered the pine tar kiln that also looked to be British. Marty then says that 2021 season nine pointed them even more towards the Templars who became the Knights of Christ and today the Masons. There's the Templar cross dated in the pre-1500s, made in France. Then many signs in the Templar strongholds in Portugal that have also been found on Oak Island. Some of the symbols on the 90-foot stone and symbols on the HO stone are on the walls of these strongholds. In Sintra, Portugal, the Templar initiation well has the same measurements of the money pit, such as there are 90 platforms in both, and they are both 13 feet wide at the top. Alex thinks there is a continuous thread that points to the Templars. Number two, what? What was buried on Oak Island, and is it still there? Marty says, what the heck has been buried on Oak Island? And the team agrees their belief as to what has evolved over the years. First, there's the pirate treasure theory. It is believed that Captain William Kidd buried treasure in the area of Oak Island. And other pirates certainly had opportunity to be on Oak Island. Rick points out that some Templars did become pirates after their fall in 1307, and the Jolly Roger symbol was first used by the Templars. Second, what is gold? The samples of gold found in the Money Pit area turned out to be tumbago, an alloy of gold and other metals used by the Aztecs of South America. Could it have been brought to the island by the Spanish after they stole it from the Aztecs? Scott Clark's theory that the Spanish ship, the Concepcion, left Aztec treasure on Oak Island makes this plausible. Number three, documents. The team has found pieces of parchment, and there is a theory that Sir Francis Bacon buried Shakespeare's manuscripts on the island. Bacon had discovered that parchment buried in mercury would not deteriorate, and mercury has been found in both the swamp and the money pit area. 
could it be Shakespeare's work is on Oak Island? Rick points out that what makes our search so difficult is we don't know what we are searching for, and it could be more than one thing. Number three, Maddie then asks, where? Where is here? Where is the treasure? Maddie likes that the team has treated the whole island as one large money pit, not keeping their search in one area. Alex points out that many areas around the island show they could hold treasure, and both Dan and Fred believe there's multiple treasures in different locations. Zena's maps show a number of areas on the island, and two of the most interesting are Lot 4, where several artifacts were found, and Lot 8, where testing shows two anomalies underground, five feet and 20 feet down. The team is now waiting for a permit to dig on these anomalies. Then there is the ever-present smelly swamp, where testing shows a large ship-shaped anomaly, and many artifacts that could be part of a ship have been found here. These artifacts date from 660 A.D., to the 1700s. Standing out in the swamp is the stone road <clears throat> that might go to the money pit. Rex says the treasure is hiding pretty good. Maddie then says that the most confounding question is, number four, when? When did the mystery begin? We have so many different dates to work with. Marty believes it's between 1300 and 1800. Jack, between 1200 and 1800, and he says it's Templar. Craig gave us one date of 1650, and it is the time of the strongest dates, he thinks. Alex goes with 1600 to 1795, and Rick believes the construction of the tunnel system and vault were built over time and many deposits were made. His dates go from the earliest, 1179, on Zena's map, to the 1600s. It's obvious Oak Island was a busy place for many centuries. It still is. Now M Maddie asks, why? Why Oak Island? Marty says it could be as simple as they just picked it. Breck points out that the depositors had something of great value to hide, and the old world was no longer safe, so they brought it to the new world. Was the treasure brought to Oak Island so when needed would help with the cost of the revolution? Many of the founding fathers were Masons, and Washington's symbol the appeal to heaven, a tree with 13 branches that may have been pointing out the 13 colonies, is also found on a rock on the island. Or, as Rick points out, it could have been something of great value to the depositors, such as the Ark and the Grail, and Oak Island seemed a safe place. Maddie points out that both gold and silver have been found in the money pit area.
so how? How are you going to get that? Craig says by using the muon testing, and Marty believes it to be their best shot for now. The muon x-ray system is working now, and there are new gadgets coming out all the time. Rick wants to now tunnel to the money pit area instead of digging down using a 200-foot tunneling machine. Rick declares, if they can deposit it, we can get it. So they will, <clears throat> excuse me, they will go forward. Hopefully, the answers to who, what, where, when, and how will be answered in Season 10. It's going to be a long summer, so keep the faith, acorns, says Maddie. And I say, stay tuned, fellow members, and stay safe, please. Excellent, excellent recap of the last drilling down, Judy. Very good. Thank you, John. I enjoyed it muchly. Uh, this will be posted on our Facebook group, Quest of Oak Island, for all to read. A lot of people see this stuff after our live stream, and it's the normal thing we do, and I thank you so much. You're welcome. I love doing it, John. I am going to miss it. You know, Kurt says, John, has anyone noticed on the 90-foot stone the words 40 feet, 2 million pounds, words that pertain to measurement, all have Greek numeral symbols in them? Yeah, Kurt, there's so many different um Ideas and valuations on those symbols. It'll make your head spin. Alrighty. Get Judy's picture off here. When he said... Uh, Daniel... Uh, John, Daniel says he thought... They said they'd have results around June of this year. So we got some time yet. Yep. And Jane says Oak Island is like a book with many chapters. You got that right. But I was thinking of what Rick was saying about um, he thinks it's over a long period of time in centuries, you know, from 1100 to 1600s. How the heck do you keep something this big, so private, so secretive, over 500 years. It just boggles my mind, Judy. Me too, John. I've often asked that question. And uh, there's been people looking there for over 200 years. So for that long, it's not been a secret, has it? Nope, nope. And also, I was thinking of, you know, let me see. They started the money pit at 1795. They think it's earlier. I guess there was no pens and paper earlier for that. So if I'm on the island, let me get a chisel and chisel on this granite boulder because there's no paper and pen. And let me put initials on boulders and carvings on boulders without doing a not a map, but like a little notebook or somebody. They all had to inscribe on stones. You know what I mean, Judy? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Right, exactly. 
they must have had a way of getting that information to say if it was the Templars to other Templars. But I'm sure there was only a handful of them that actually knew about it. Right, but over 500 years, are you going to pile stones with directions on it? Are you going to pile arrows of stones to the money pit? Sure, in 1100s and stuff, but what about if they're going, if this is over a 500-year period, it just doesn't make any sense to me, you know what I mean? No, exactly. And really, the only way they could do it is mouth to mouth. Right, right, when when they got back to the... uh, got back to Portugal, wherever they were going. Right. Daniel says, over a very long period of time, with different players, all connected by a secret society. And that could be the answer to that, is the secret society. But you know how many people that'd be for 500 years? Right. To even dig this up? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, for sure. That's a lot of work. I agree with Rick, but how the heck new people bury things without disturbing older digs is beyond me. I think whatever's buried there originally, it's either still there or they're in the wrong spot. You know, why would you... I agree. Yeah. Why would you refill the money pit if you went to go get it why would you want to uh, do that you know what i mean right i i agree and i do think that whatever was initially put there is still there i didn't think so last year but after season nine i do right and kurt says all the great numbers in those words on the 90 foot stone they all add up to 1221 very very interesting kurt very interesting Wow. Good work. Good wow. work. Wow. <laughs> and of course, yep, Bill, it could be past the bedrock. It could be much deeper. But that's what the Muyan's going to show us all this. It's going to show us everything. Collapsed tunnels, caissons that are left in the ground. Because I don't want them to really detach any of that stuff. I want to see it as natural as they see it. So there's three caissons still buried in the ground. V3, C1, and there's another one, H8. I know C1 went down to 170. We know uh, uh, the other ones went down as much. So when the Muyan shows, I want to see also the PVC pipes. I want to see the other shafts. I want to see the existing caissons are in there. You know what I mean, Judy? I don't want it to like, uh, just show some anomalies like we did with the seismic testing. If this thing's going to show everything, it's going to show everything. I agree. And um, that's what I'm hoping for, for sure. I think they've got a good chance with this. Brothers in arms, BC says. Yeah, but Bill, the Muyan, holy Muyan, <laughs> it goes, Um, they didn't say, but it goes a lot deeper than it is. If they do a hole, they didn't say what average hole depth they did put the Muyan in, but I'm pretty sure when we had those pictures that the rays that it shoots out, 
go farther and deeper than the hole. See what I'm saying, Ray? So you're saying it spreads out from the hole? Right. See this picture right. I got up? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Those rays wow. go higher and those rays go lower. How much lower and how much farther? I have no idea, but they got five of these in the area that they want to uh, look at. There's five of these sensors. You see what I'm saying? Right. So it's got to show a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So if this, say this pipe's at 120, it probably goes down to 200 as the angle goes to the downside and 200 to the upside all the way up to the top. That's a, yeah, John, that's a big area. But they never, oh, I'm anxious. yeah, but they never told us, you know, well, we're putting the Muyan at uh, 120 feet and it's going to be so deep and it's going to go so far. They never gave us that information. No, that's true. That I know of, or I blacked out or whatever. John, Bill says the rays come from space and are collected by the sensor like film. Right. Okay. Thanks, Bill. I'm getting bombed with them right now as I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> but uh, I'm pretty sure they got that covered to go deeper. They're not going to go through all that and be, well, we didn't go deep enough on this thing. I'm sure they will. So we'll go through some screenshots. And discuss. And first they showed us this thing. I don't know if they said they put this down in uh, 10X, guys. Yeah, Bill, I'm, I'm safe by my steel roof. First they show us the Muyang technology like this here. But don't forget, they developed this sensor whole technology just for Oak Island. These five sensors that went down a drill hole is the first that they have done. Wow. That's that's really something. Yep. Let me see. The Oak Island project was one of the first deployments in the world of Ideon's newly miniaturized borehole detectors, most often used in mineral exploration applications. And there you go, see? Wow. So that tells you that that, um, that company is certainly wanting very much to help them find something. Right. It says it also produces a 3D density map, and it does one kilometer underground one km how many feet is that one kilometer is that a thousand i don't know one km anybody know i don't yep jen there's gonna be a lot of big mess they're gonna be finding a lot of wood boards shafts demolished tunnels it's a mess but it's going to show it all. It's going to show it all, Jan. 
it was the tunnels that initially drew me to this, not the treasure, John. So I'm hoping they find one treasure or one tunnel at least intact that we can see. A thousand meters, that's three thousand feet. A meter is three feet, BC. It can go it can go three thousand feet. Oh my lordy forty. Holy mooyan. <laughs> it is certainly that. Three thousand two hundred and eighty feet. Well, that's plenty. So there goes your answer, Bill. That's a lot of feet. Alrighty. Well, they're back in Traverse City for the last time in the winter. No idea what date. And the program was called, like Judy says, the ultimate answers. And dozens of theories that they got to try to tie in. And there they are in the office, Rick and Marty Lagina, smiling away. Kathy, winter starts here in uh, July in New York. And there's Greg. Looks good. And there's Jack. And there's Doug Crowell. Appreciate him helping out in our group with Doug's data. You'll be seeing a lot of that throughout the summer to keep you guys on the ball. Yeah, it's good to have him aboard for sure. Yep, he was talking about that uh, big ship of treasure that he found in the archives. That a large quantity of treasure was dug inside the shore of the island. Remember that, Judy? Yes, I do remember it very well because I was, I was so surprised when he found it. Yep. Yep. Again, they had that remote sonar detector out in the bay that we didn't see this season. I had a picture of it that it was a remote sonar mapping the bottom of the bay and probably the side um, of the island underneath. But we didn't hear anything on that, uh, Judy. No, I was surprised. But uh, still, they had a lot. A lot to think about and a lot to do yet. Mm-hmm. Daniel says, I, I think the team, well, shoot, I lost it. I think the team realizes how profound the mystery of Oak Island is beyond its treasure. And Daniel, I agree. Um, I think some of them are just starting to realize that now. Yep. And they found a bunch of coins all over the island, especially on lot 16, Sam Balls lot they're at least they're finding stuff still then like judy says the pine tire kilt that possibly was helped to make the money pit but yet wouldn't you find pine tire on timbers if you're close i have not 
saw or seen any timbers that came up with pine tar on them or near them. The only thing we saw was that one hole, I forgot when I posted it, that it was the only hole that had oak wood. You remember that, Judy? Yes, I do remember that. I can't remember exactly where it was. Right. It was one hole that they did pull out oak logs or oak wood or oak timbers. Right. But I don't remember any oak or any wood coming up with a pine tar on it. I don't know if that degrades, but they say they're finding wood down there that the bacteria don't go down there, so it's not going to rot the pine tar either. You know what I mean? Right, yes. And I know, I know very little about it. So, again, I don't know if it, the tar would stay on there. Yeah, pine tar, is, pine, pine tar is a waterproofer. Even here, okay. they, used to, they put tar on the bottom of your cellar. So the part of your cellar that's under uh, the dirt has waterproofing on it. It's a tar. It's a black tar they put on. They roll on the blocks. Okay. All right. It's been a lot of years, John, that that stuff's been down there, so it's hard to tell. I hear you. And, of course, they had to compare the, the cross they found, like I say, and the cross they saw that was a turning point for Oak Island to make more connections. And there it is. It certainly was a turning point, John. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's something they can hold in their hand. That's the whole thing. It's not just in theorists. It's just not in books and words. It's something you can hold in your hand that really makes an impact. You know what I mean, guys? Yeah, for sure. And the fact that uh, Rick had just seen it in Dome was amazing. Unbelievable. Then in, in Portugal... Notice how the thing is even at an angle. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it really is. You wonder if the same person did that, don't you? It's like, all right, it's a double cross. But yet, it still have to, has to be that that angle to it still. Uh, that one's I scratched my head, Judy. So, yeah, me too, John. It was a really scratcher. Then, of course, you saw this a thousand times. Better than seeing wood, you know, Judy? Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and this is a little more interesting than wood. Yep. The Portugal Stone Road, which it has a rim in the middle, which is higher rocks. So I guess the rain went off to the left and right to this mess on Oak Island that they're comparing these two stone roads. <clears throat> I still say it's not a road. I still say it's a wharf. When it was just two islands or one island, when they shut it off, when they enclosed the swamp, if it was a trading post, if it was a smuggler post, and so on. You know what I mean, guys? Sure is a lot of possibilities, isn't there? And then I like when uh, Marty said, yep, 
the 1200 year old twigs under the stones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a shock to everybody. I don't think any of us have forgotten that. Yeah. Yeah, just unbelievable. Otherwise, how would we get a date? You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. And those roads do look alike. Yeah, and I was wondering in Portugal if they found some kind of wood underneath their road, but they just use bigger boulders, they said, in a swampy area or a mucky area. They wouldn't put down cribbing like they did in Oak Island. They would just use bigger stones and work up the smaller stones, you know? Right. That's true. They did say that. I well, know. on Oak Island, they might have been in a hurry. In my in my situation, if I got 3,000-pound oxen walking on top of this thing with a heavy load of a wagon, there's no way I would use wood cribbing for a foundation. Because you know that would happen? I would sink right in there. That's true, John. I would use the biggest. I would John. use I would use the biggest rocks for the bottom foundation in a muck, or in a swamp, especially if you have a three thousand pound animal, and who knows how many pounds of material you're dragging with a wagon. I have no idea, but it makes no sense to me. But that's just my own personal opinion. So I'm going more towards the wharf or a dock more than a road. Okay, and hopefully we'll find the answer. Yep. Then this thing was unbelievable. The <laughs> inverted tunnel, inverted well. I mean, thirteen feet around, uh, ninety feet deep. I mean, what else do you need there? You know what I mean? Real exactly. How did they build that? And I can't help but wonder when the initiators. The person they were initiating was uh, being initiated. Did they work from the bottom up, no or idea. did they top down? I don't know. No idea. And then Jan says, "Wasn't there wood that came out with pitch on it?" I don't remember. My mind is burnt. Season nine burnt me out. I got pitch in my head. Then they were talking about the pirates that he buried treasure way past of Boston. And even when they did maps, they put right on Oak Island kids' treasures. Unreal. Unreal. Really? And they don't know for sure that it was there. Right. Unbelievable. Then they get all hyped on the gold on this piece of metal. But I'm always thinking, uh, Judy, I go back to when they said they used a lot of dynamite in the money pit. <laughs> dynamite, when it goes off, it melts a lot of things together that just don't melt together naturally. Who knows how it was done? And how this gold got on this metal. But do you just find one little piece? You know, all little, little pieces of these things. Wouldn't you find more? I mean, if there's a whole big ship in the swamp, don't you find more pieces? Not just one. I know it's a big cleanup area that 
these people, whoever did this, cleaned up after him, cleaned up Smith's Cove, cleaned up uh, the money pit, cleaned up everything else. Unbelievable. And the only people I would say that clean up after him and are secret is some kind of military order. Your regular guys of uh, investment people hiring workers and doing things like this, sir, you're going to find stuff all over the place, Judy. Yes, you would certainly think so, John. I guess we should remember the Templars were certainly a military uh, unit, and uh, they probably did clean up. But you're right. Why aren't we finding stuff from the other people? Over 500 years and more. I'm going from 1,100 now. You know, 1,100 from now is 1,100 years, right? 2022 and 1,100 is what? 2,200, right? Right. Somewhere in there. But I'm just saying, so many people had to be such involved in this big project. This is not like the people used to say, this is not guys just going there on the weekends and dig. If this is a long-term project and it's this clean, it had to be, some kind of military order that you were ordered to clean up. You were ordered to make sure you pick up after yourself. So if Templars is an order, they fit right in. If the British is involved, they fit right in. You know what I'm trying to say? Right, exactly. So with each of them being military, then they certainly could have cleaned up the island. Daniel says, some pirates work for very wealthy, connected people who did not want it known they were involved. Yep, sneaky sneakies, yep. Tumbaga was made of multiple metals, and it would be melted down and separated into individual metals. Yeah, but if they did all this meltdown on Oak Island, there would surely be, I don't know, not furnaces, but if you're doing that big meltdown project, don't you find... Anything left over from that kind of, not construction, but uh, metalworking. You know what I mean, Daniel? You know, Judy, I think it'd be a big mess doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would think so too, John. You certainly think you would find shards of it around the island. They had the one piece of charcoal. We want to find tons of charcoal, not one piece. You know what I mean? Right. You got it. <laughs> you find a <the> marble-sized <laughs> piece of charcoal. Okay, if you find the, not a ton of charcoal, but, you know, big chunks of charcoal that the flame had to get 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit to melt the metal into the metal, you know, blazing flames and everything else. We saw a couple of things like that on the pathway, but nothing to uh, have like a blast furnace. What do you think, Judy? Oh, Daniel says that's the remnants of the metal shown there on the screen. So he thinks this is a remnant from from that. One piece. Unbelievable. Also, Cindy says, I watched a show that said there were miles of tunnels on the bottom built by the Templars, and the Holy Grail may be hidden there. I'm assuming, Cindy, you mean on the island. Yes, I have, I have seen that as well. 
And there's our main man, Scott Clark, telling about his uh, theory with the silver. They didn't bring it all back the second trip to England. He thinks uh, some was offloaded on Oak Island. We don't know until we find the coinage. You know what I mean, Judy? Right. That's the thing. we got to find it, don't we? Yep. we got to find it. And to them to do this, with all these booby-trapped tunnels, and we still can't find it, it has to be one heck of a treasure that has to be there or taken out of there, Judy. Whatever it is, John, is extremely important. It's still important, I think, to the Masons, even today. And uh, I think it's still there, whatever it is. And I think it has great meaning for all of us. BC says the rest of the residue could be at the bottom of the sinkhole or the money pit. Yeah. They just didn't find it. They just didn't find the right location. They didn't go deep enough. But how many years do we have to go through this? You know what I mean? Oh, right. Right. And Doug, the rest was turned into Bitcoin. Doug comes up with a couple of good ones I'll put on once in a while. Well, the tunnels that Cindy was was talking about is under the initiation well. Thanks, Cindy. Right. That's what they did. They showed us. We walked right through it, and we went outside. We went outside. I mean, when Rick and uh, and Doug and Corian down the initiation well, through the tunnels on the bottom, right out. Right. And here's the coinage Scott was talking about. And this is all we're depending a lot on this Muyan to find out what the heck is going on. And we just don't know until. And there's a little piece of parchment on uh, Jack's finger. Pieces are pretty small. They found some book binding they brought to that guy in Halifax. Old-time ink, old-time book binding, old-time lace. So there is part of that also, but could have somebody just dropped a book when they were digging, a searcher, a notebook out of his back pocket? Could have that just fell down? I know they like to write on rocks, but maybe one guy had a notebook, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard to say. And, uh, you know, we still got the um, Shakespeare thing, and uh, there could be manuscripts there. And there's the parchment and part of the leather binding. Yep, Linda, the plug in the swamp is the entrance. And they said, like I told you, the Muyan will work as long as they drill holes in the swamp and they put them around the swamp and um, do it. So they even said that and told you guys last night on TV. Right. And Linda has stuck with that right from the beginning, that the plug is the entrance. And I hope that we find out when this is over for her sake. Yeah. And here we are uh, with uh, Zena Halpern. I'm going to bring up a little thing about her map. And there's your map. 
and you see above her big map, the island, you see a circle and a little peanut type of island up on top. You guys see that? It says angel, and it's a little peanut type of island up on top. Yes, I do. Marty told us last night that through their scanning, that that island or little drum hole is exactly where that is drawn. Wow. Yes, he did. And I wasn't sure which one he was talking about. Thank you. Holy mooyan. <laughs> wow. And this is the same Laformia law that Zena had and Joan McGinnis had. Same puzzle piece. Okay. How can that be? Living on both sides yeah. of the United States. And he says she was dated between 1178 and 1180. There she is, Zena Halpern. Give her some kudos. There's all the three oh. maps together. Wish she could have stuck with us, eh? Mm. She would have helped a lot. Here's a closer picture of the map on top. You see the round island. It's not round island, but you see a little round island and another island that looks like a little peanut. How could they draw this thing in 1148? Know that little peanut island. Because now it's underwater. But then when they did this map, or a trace of a map, whatever, we know the water level was lower. You agree, guys? Right, John, right. So if the water was lower, you wouldn't see a swamp. You wouldn't see anything else. You would see whatever they're seeing and draw it. Because they're not underwater. They see it because the water level was six foot deep. Or lower, or three foot lower. And Marty confirmed that, because they must have did the scanning with their remote scanner, like I was telling you. Because if you listen to the broadcast, he definitely said that little drumbell, drumbell, is right where they drew that little island. Yes, I remember him saying that. Wow. And then they did the uh, mag test. And that's where they have to look on lot eight. They got to get a permit. And here's where they found the uh, cobblestone road again on lot four. And that's the new technology they're going to look for to go 20 foot deep. And here's what they showed. I want to stay on this a little bit. And Daniel says, I thought it was very telling. Rick did not confirm the map. Yeah, but when they highlighted that little drumlin, that is there. But when this map was recopied, traced, or whatever the heck you want to call it, it's not the original that they knew it was there because the water level was lower. Okay, members, what do you think of that? No, I think you're right about that for sure. I think what Daniel is saying is that 
there is some discussion as to whether or not um, Zena's map is authentic. So, and I think that's what he's referring to. Well, Erin got the anchor stones off the map. Right, that's true. That's true, too. So there's got to be some parts maybe are telling. Some parts are maybe, not. I don't want to say fabricated, but even with dot to dot, they go by these maps and they're finding things off these maps. Not that they're not finding nothing, you know what I mean? Right. And, and that's very right, John. And I certainly believe that the map is, is uh, I don't know, I don't know just how to scale it is, but it is authentic. And it is giving us what we need. But there are a lot of people out there who say it's not authentic. Right. Daniel says the problem is the shape of Oak Island in the map. At the time of this making, it wouldn't have been the same. I've gone through this for nine years, Daniel. Now, hear me out. I said the same thing. If they drew this in 1100, and Dr. Spooner says in 1220, the swamp was made. So that gives us 120 years from 1100 to 1220. You follow me so far, Judy? Yes, I do. Could this be a project map without the swamp. What I'm saying is there was two islands. They got this map out. They drew it as a full island with them blocking the swamp in future plans or putting tunnels in the swamp or whatever you have to do. It's like a plan of what you're going to do in the future and you present it as such. Here's this island up here. Here's this down there. There's the frog island over here. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to make this island one piece and draw it like that. And we're going to block that swamp off. So that's why the island looks the way it is. Is that a possibility, Judy? Certainly it's a possibility. It sure is. Hopefully, John, we can find out. But you know what I'm saying, right? Right. I do know what you're saying. That is certainly a possibility. Because I, I always asked, well, if it was made in 1100, how come it's not two islands? Period. End of end of discussion. Yeah. Right. It's gotcha. Be, it's because they want to make it out of one island, and that's what they're presenting to do it. So that sort of made sense to me, so I'm just passing it on to you guys. Right, and uh, if, if it was the Templars that did it, then uh, they certainly would know what they were doing, for sure. Right, but I just want you guys to understand, I mean, that's my own personal opinion that people tell me, and I sort of, okay, I grasp this, I grasp that. I mean, I'm open on all ends. I'm just a communicator to let you know that this is what the majority of the people are saying, that this is a plan, what they're going to do with the island. That's why it's showing like it looks like now. And this is when they were in Scotland. And she says, uh, uh, Island of the Swamp. 
and the Templars say the island of the oaks. Did you notice that, guys? Yes. Yep. Oh, she has said that before, and it, I've heard her say it several times. Yep. The island of the swamp, they say, and the Templars is the island of the oaks. And she says the treasure is on the west side of the swamp, the Templar treasure. She also said to Marty that um, in history it says that the New Jerusalem will be built on um, an island of swamp. Yep. So many, many references to Oak Island. Yep, just too many. How many, you know, I can see one, two, but all these references and comparisons from Portugal, uh, just too many things, just too, too many things. So something definitely happened there. Can we find out? I don't know. Was it there? I don't know. Is it still there? I don't know. I have no idea. And none of us do for sure, John, but hopefully the mystery can be solved. You know, and if they can find the... And if they can find this thing from Smith's Cove Tunnel to that 12 by 12 anomaly that seismic testing's already shown, they must have a file 30 feet thick on data, Judy, you know? Oh, they got to have. I just can't imagine what it's like in their uh, uh, storage room. Poor Doug, poor Doug. And Doug knows facts from way back when from every person, from every researcher, from every little little thing. Uh, Doug's doing a fantastic job, and it's just a lot, a lot of information. But to put the shovel in the ground, to find this, to have something in your hand, it, it's so hard. It's, it's so hard for them to come up with something, you know what I mean? Yes, it is, and hard on, on them for sure. Yep. But people keep on writing books and books and books and books. More power to them. But we want to see the X on the spot with the theory. Dig it and find it, just like Aaron. There's an anchor stone over here. Boom, found it. There's an anchor stone over here, according to the map. Boom, found it. You know, things like that give you precedent over other stories. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. I'm I'm hoping that they will maybe this coming year come back to Aaron's theory and work with it again. I think it's an important one. Right, so do I. Especially with the five cans, they found we found nothing with the five ten foot cans. And again, it all depends how much weight they're putting on this Muyan technology. That's that's the kicker. How much are they going to depend on that to show them something? And, of course, like everybody knows, the money pit is one big mess. And they're going to see it now for sure. Yep. I mean, anything that looks square or something like that. I mean, there can be four pieces of wood that look square. You know, oh, that looks like a box. Well, how do you determine all that? You know what I mean? Right, for sure. Not going to be easy. No. No, here's the information, six or seven months. It's going to take even more 
to determine where they're going. Now, don't forget, Marty and Greg, I mean, they're, they're sort of like miners. When you're uh, looking for oil and stuff like that, they know what's going on. You know what I mean, uh, Judy? Right, they do, and I'm glad we, we have them aboard for sure. Yep, they know. You know, they know the technology, and that's why we're getting it. But uh, one of these days... One of these days. Daniel says there is a historical figure who would have used the triangulation methods that Aaron demonstrates. Hmm. Hmm, Daniel. Who would that be, Daniel? But I thought it was interesting when Marty said that about the Zenith map and that little drumlin that they found by scanning that it matches. I never heard that before, so that's why I jumped on that. Did you hear that before? I don't remember ever hearing that before, no. And I wasn't sure exactly last night what they meant, so I'm really glad you brought it up. Oh, Daniel says, coming soon. Thanks, Daniel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, uh... That'll be it for season nine, guys. Season nine. Like I said, uh, going to have to watch um, our Templar page on Facebook and YouTube is called now Templar Quest, both of them. And, of course, we have our big page and big group, the Quest of Oak Island. Anything that comes up, just hit that notification bell on YouTube. You'll get a notification. Well, I don't even tell my moderator sometimes I'm coming on live because I come down to the studio. It takes me a while to get this all cranked up. Then sometimes I say, well, I'm down here. I'm not going to tell everybody what the heck is going on. And I just pop on. You get a notification bell, and boom. Um, it's pretty good to have. And hit that like button if you can, please. I want to thank you for a great season nine. At least we got a season nine, Judy. Before we are saying, well, I don't know. We might not get a season nine. Who knows, you know? Exactly. And um, we can't believe it's over, can we? We really can't. Daniel says, my season-ending whopper. Right. Oh, oh, Daniel's got something coming up here. Yep, uh, Ashley, we'll have to get Michelle. We'll still do it on a Wednesday because Saturdays is kind of dead in the summer. We tried, but nobody, you know, we got like 10, 15 people. People do things on Saturdays, even if they're home and stuff. So if you want, you know, we can keep the Wednesday night live. We can do some trivia on Wednesday nights in between. But it all depends. If I get guests and they want to come on, we get news, they want to come on. We want to get Templar expertise to come on our Templar channel. So we got to play it by ear. So that's why you keep vigilant on my groups for notifications of what's going on. I just don't disappear. I mean, last year we did pretty good, Judy. We were on at least once a week. Yes, we were. I thought we did well considering we didn't have a lot to work with. Right. And now if they're doing a season 10, if they're on the island until they get the information from the Muyan, they're so busy they couldn't get on the show before. How the heck are they going to do a podcast now if they're in the season now? You know what I mean, Judy? Right. Yes, they're busy at this time, so it's hard to get them. 
But we always can get Carmen on for six months straight till the show comes on. There you go. I can deal with that. <laughs> He's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. I told him until he gets his high speed internet, I can't deal with all the um chop outs and cutouts and everything else. So he said they're putting in Wi Fi or uh, fiber optics um in the front of his home. So he'll be ready to go. Good. Good. Well, we can get him. Let's get him. What do you mean one more time, Cindy? Lordy, 40? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but uh, you're stuck with me. You're stuck with Judy and the rest of my gang here and Daniel and Starlene and Kathy and Tanya, you know, and BC. We're going in a different direction, maybe a little bit more towards the Templar, the Templar side. And they're always going to be hooked into Oak Island. But if we get somebody who is a, not a Templar, but a Freemason that wants to give us more education, I'm not going to put that on the Oak Island site. I'm going to be putting that on the Templar site. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, exactly. Not sure would be great. Gonna... It was great to have an evening of, of uh, talk about the Masons. Yep, and we got uh, about 430 people, hardcore people, that came over from the Quest Group. If you're from the Quest Group and want to join the Templar Quest Group, you're automatically vented to come over. So you just have to join and you join. You just you just come in. So I know who the 430 hardcore Templar Oak Island fans are. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley says, John, I wouldn't want to be stuck with anyone else. Well, I, thank I you, agree. I thank you so much, Ashley. I thank you so much. Maybe I'll change the studio up around. You know, I got to do my... Uh, I get bored with the same scenery. I might look for like an old church background, have like a church, old Templar church background. That sounds like a new idea I got. I don't know. What do you think? Well, it'd be cool. be cool to look at for yeah. sure. We'll see. But uh, then you got to take <laughs> the TV off, the remote off, and uh, I'll give you one little tidbit. In June, we will have a new video from oak island oh great good oh we'll look forward to that so we'll see what's going on in june well maybe we'll have uh, some drinks maybe on a saturday maybe on a wednesday it all depends what you guys want to do for the summer maybe i'll take a poll if and when i get this information in june when you want to see it with a glass of wine or a cocktail, some popcorn, because they're only about 10 minutes long. But then we can do screenshots and talk about what's going on because if there's nothing to see, you know, what's the sense? You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Daniel says, holy martini. <laughs> holy mooyan. <laughs> but we had fun. Not only that we had fun, we're like a family, and um, treat everybody the way you would want to be treated. You know what I mean? If somebody gets to you nasty, well, I try to be kind, but if they get too nasty, well, then they're gone. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, John. We've been lucky. We haven't had much of that, a little bit, but, but not very much. we got a great group here, yep. and I love family so much and i try to keep the podcast different than all the rest of the podcasts that i don't see 
Uh, I mean, people do send me screenshots, and of course, I got to take a peek, but I really don't go to any other podcast or groups because I want to be different, you know. But then people send me screenshots of who's capping you doing this and who's capping you doing that. Um, and sometimes it's like, well, you got your own podcast, do your own thing, don't copy any other people's format, just do whatever you have to do, you know. That's why I started like Doug's Data. And having the 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 screen going with the the proper um, video going of Oak Island, sure, this stuff can be all shareable, but don't use it on a live podcast to have groups for views. Sure, you give me credit, but a lot of times I don't accept that because some people don't even ask me. And they just put it up, and then I go after them. That's how Johnny works. If I worked hard for the stuff I do, somebody just doesn't take it away in a second and throw it up on their uh, their podcast uh, to their members. There's a share button. Everybody can watch the video of the island, Judy. There's a share video. But if you're doing a, a live podcast or a podcast, it's not really allowed. You know what I mean, Judy? Right, John, and uh, and I hope they listen. You know, it's not trying to be mean. It's just you work so hard for your own content and your own 71,000 people. It's just you got to realize how much work goes into something like this here. And um, I'm proud of what I do. I'm proud of all my members. I'm proud of my content. And I would do this only if there was 20 people. But... We got 71,000 people that I appreciate, and that's why I, I try to give you the best. So if people call me a meanie or whatever they're talking about me, it is shareable from person to person, you know, on your phones or whatever on YouTube, but it's not shareable if you're doing a podcast. I guess you can take a clip out of it. I got to understand some of that. You can take a clip. Uh but it's hard to understand all the ins and outs of YouTube about taking a clip when you're doing a podcast. I'm not sure on that. I do see YouTubers when I watch sports that they actually have a clip of somebody else's channel that they have like up here in a, in a picture, uh, Judy. Right. And they talk about their interview with somebody else from their clip, how they do that. They must get, they must get the permission to do that. I'm not sure. Well, I know I don't know for sure, John. Right. So that's what I wanted to say on that, on uh, season nine. Do your own thing, and we'll do our own thing, and just go just, forward. You got her. I just wondered if you wanted to point out uh, Tanya's gift to you behind you there. Yep. Right there. Let me see. I think Is I tried right? to, try to put it on the... Uh, and I don't know why it didn't come on. It's yeah, right, right there. And Tanya, Tanya sent him that. Tanya, I guess, from Portugal. Yeah, Tanya, not Tammy. Yeah. I've been trying to contact Tammy. I haven't got a hold of her. So. Uh, I know she's been laying low, yeah, John. Yeah. No, I tried to put it in here. 
Let me see, guys. Hold on. And then we'll wrap it up. Uh... All righty. Let me see here. Hold on, guys. It was a uh, Templar big medallion or whatever you want to call it. Tanya sent it to me. Yeah, good description, yes. And she said, uh, what the heck was the uh, interpretation of that? She also said that she had sent one exactly like it to Rick for his 70th birthday. Right. She don't know if he ever got it. Oh, well, I downloaded it, but guess what, guys? It's lost in the World Wide Web. You know how I bring <laughs> That's up... Easy to do. <laughs> you know how it is, how I bring up the pictures. I downloaded it to show you guys, but you'll have to go to uh, the Quest of Oak Island Facebook page. I know the YouTubers don't go there, you know what I mean? Right, right. There's a good picture of it there, guys. Yeah, and the Facebookers don't go to YouTube, right, Judy? Right, John. (laughs) Nope, I don't have it. So, Judy, you want to... uh, Button it up, and like I said, we'll see you when we see you. Just watch our post on uh, the Quest of Oak Island and YouTube. Uh, one will be popping on. Go ahead, Judy. Okay. Yeah, remember that, guys, because um, we will be around, because I know we're going to miss each other terribly. But uh, I want to say a special thank you to every one of you for all the encouragement that you have given to me this year. Uh, I feel like I'm getting a bit better with the synopsis than, than in the past. I enjoy doing them so much. And uh, I thank you for all of your caring, for all of your attention, for all of your thank yous from the bottom of my heart. And, John, I thank you so much for allowing me to do this with you. And I treasure it. Right. Everybody have a good week, okay, and stay safe. Please. Yup, you're with us to the end, Judy, to the end. To the end, John, I promise. You got it. Okay, guys. Good night. Good night, Judy. I'll talk to you in a little while. All righty. Great season nine, John and Judy. Here's so many great summer discussions and even better season 20. Yup. Thank you for all you do. Appreciate your hard work. Thank you so much. And the professor, thank you, Judy, for all your wonderful work. Yep. BC, yep. And Sydney, thank you, John and Judy, and all the members. Great season to the fellowship. Thank you for always telling us we're on. We can hear you both. So I sort of eliminated, can you hear me? Can you hear us? Can It means a lot, Sydney. It means a lot. We sound a little bit more professional. I thank you so much, Cindy, for you helping us. Thank you, Tammy, for being a member. 
we'll just keep on getting better and better. All right, guys. Remember, members, always go forward. You may get a setback, but just believe in yourself. Believe in your dreams, no matter how old you are. For tomorrow's a never given. In this crazy world we live in, we need a lot of prayers. So you guys be kind, be fair, and keep smiling. You stay strong, you stay positive, and you stay safe, like Judy says. Thank you for joining Judy and me. Keep an eye out on the group site and YouTube when we're coming on. Hope you enjoyed the show. Thank everybody that helped the group from Daniel Spino on. Keep in touch. I hope you enjoyed the show. Like I said, thank you. Take care. And bye-bye. <laughs>